1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, November 27, 2020. On today's show, I lock in my prediction is South Carolina takes on Georgia looking for a big home upset. Can the Gamecocks... Do it once again. Can they shock the college football world like they did a year ago in Athens, Georgia? Can the Gamecocks duplicate that success when they take on Georgia here late in this 2020 season? Also, a little bit of a change up here on a Friday. Ethan Kelly, one of our content contributors, he joins me as we tease a brand new content initiative that I know Ethan and I are both very, very excited about. We give you guys a little bit of a teaser, have a conversation about that. Really, really exciting stuff. Really fun stuff, especially touching on the business side of things with Ethan guys. So a pack show here on a Friday. Sit back, relax, enjoy. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company. They're also employee-owned co-op, which means their their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members, and They offer black glove service, guys. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom creating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They were founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate, across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs, be sure to check out my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media. Upstate Movers Group, and of course, their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. Guys, again, if you're moving in the near future, Upstate, South Carolina, no matter where you are, if you're moving, you hear the sound of my voice and you need any assistance, guys. We all know how, how much of a pain in the butt moving can be, right? You lose things, you break things. It's just something you don't want to have to deal with. Let the guys over at Upstate Movers Group take care of you. Again, you can find them all over social media. And, of course, if you have any questions or any moving needs, check them out at their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at Southern Oaks Remodeling. Guys, locally and family-owned, over 15 years of experience, they specialize in roofing, windows, doors, siding, and additions and they're serving the greater columbia area also guys another gamecock owned small business it is the holiday season, which is a perfect time to take care of that remodeling project that you've been putting off. Whether it's, again, roofing, windows, doors, siding, additions, they can do anything and everything. And really, again, the people with Southern Oaks Remodeling, that is truly what makes the difference, in my opinion, because I've I've had the opportunity to meet these guys, talk with them, um, have conversations. We all know this can be a really personal experience, right? They're coming in your home. You're having follow-up conversations. You know, you're building a relationship with these people, um, obviously. And we, we all know it can be a stressful time. But again, It's the holiday season. It's a perfect time to knock them out, guys. You can find them on social media. You can see a lot of the great work they've done, by the way, on social media at Southern Oaks Remodeling. They're on Instagram, Facebook, really any social media platform you can find. Also, check out their website and give them a call, guys, if you do have any questions. 803-899-0284. Once again, that's 803-899-0284. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at Yardware. Guys, Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Football season's in full swing. Christmas is right around the corner. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. Also, be sure to check them out. At yardware signs on social media. Again, that's yardwaresigns.com, guys. I'm sure you've seen and you've heard me say as well. We are doing the yardware signs giveaway. The giveaway is today. We will pick the winner at five o'clock. If you have not seen that, we're doing it on Instagram and Facebook. Winner picked at five o'clock. Check on social media to see how you can be eligible. But of course, go buy yourself a sign. Again, you know, it was awesome. I saw it on Facebook actually, Thanksgiving Day. Somebody, I guess, somebody's birthday was on Thanksgiving or whatever, and, and, and someone's parents had gone out of their way to get them a birthday present. It was a yardware sign. It was one of the Garnet South Carolina logo signs. Absolutely awesome. Again, it's a must-have, guys, for any Gamecock fan in your life. Also, get one for yourself, but it's a great piece, guys. I'm telling you, the detail, the quality, that's what really stands out with these things. And obviously, I have mine in my studio, but you can put yours anywhere, whether you want to put it in the yard, the living room, your studio, your man cave, your, your dining room, your bedroom, whatever. It is the perfect gift for any Gamecock fan in your life. And again, guys, guess what? We're past Thanksgiving. It is the Christmas season. You're going to start Christmas shopping for the Gamecock fan in your life. You got to get them one of these signs. So again, you can check them out on social media at Yardware Signs. And to purchase your sign today, go to their website, YardwareSigns.com. That is Yardware Signs. Dot com guys finally the show is brought to you by our friends over at my bookie between the nfl college football there's no shortage of games to watch and with thousands of lines available in all your favorite sports and events you can turn your game day into payday with my bookie now if you're the type of person that likes to back to big favorites consider putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting but more importantly they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker and guys of course Don't forget the underdogs. They have a ton of value. The thing about the NFL and college football and sports in general, the underdogs really never are dogs, right? Every team truly has a chance to win, and you do as well. Game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets. It's never too late to get on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Guys, you can sign up today at mybookie.ag, and when you do, use our promo code GAMECOX. Again, that's promo code GAMECOX to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a 1000 bucks, Guys, it's a win-win. It's a no-brainer. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. So again, guys, that's promo code GAMECOCKS for you to claim your bonus when you make your first deposit. Stack UFC cards, NFL, college football, all the major sports and more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Happy Friday, folks. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips. Shows the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. It is officially the Christmas season, right? I know a lot of you have probably already had your Christmas stuff set up, and the the, uh, the debate rages on, right? When should you start playing Christmas music, put up your Christmas tree, all that good stuff? Um, I guess it's officially time, right? My parents talk about getting a Christmas tree on Thanksgiving night. We we didn't end up doing so, but uh, no, guys, I hope you're all doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in here on a Friday. I hope you and yours all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. As you heard the song, I am fired up. Again, I've told you guys earlier this week, it's one of my favorite weeks the entire year. It is georgia week and with that being said to hell with georgia obviously today i'm going to lock in my prediction is south gonna takes on the georgia bulldogs can the gamecocks do it once again can south carolina as a three touchdown underdog at home find a way to get another big upset and shock the college football world also guys again a switch up here on a friday a fantastic conversation at the end of the show ethan kelly joining me we tease a new initiative we've got coming into this last month of 2020 and leading into 2021 and I think it'll be a cool conversation, guys, for you to tune into because you'll get to hear the business side of things. And I don't get to talk about that a lot. I think it's really, really cool you guys hear that. And, again, it's something we're really, really excited about that, and I appreciate Ethan uh, taking the time. But, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in here on a Friday, taking your time to tune in. Obviously, a lot to get into as I break down this game tomorrow at Willie B. Night game at williams Bryce, the final home game of the 2020 football season at Williams-Brice. Bryce. is senior night for South Carolina as well. Um, And I want to start this show off. I want to start it off a little bit differently because, again, this is one of my favorite weeks of the season. Um, and, And there is a reason for that. Again, it's kind of ironic how this game fell on rivalry week in 2020, because obviously, as we all know, Thanksgiving weekend, this is the weekend South Carolina is supposed to be taking on Clemson. Well, It's kind of fitting. If you're not going to take on your number one rival, why not take on the team that is your second most hated team? And for me, without a doubt, that is the Georgia Bulldogs. And I'll tell you guys kind of where that started. So, I am from North Augusta, South Carolina, and, and which if you don't know, there's a North Augusta, South Carolina, and there's an Augusta, Georgia, right? And in between that, what separates the border of South Carolina, Georgia is the Savannah River. So again, if you're not familiar with that, you just learned something. Um, but so that separates the border, right? Well, growing up, I went to a church in Martinez, Georgia, okay? And we were surrounded by Georgia fans. And this was early to mid-2000s. When I really started getting into Carolina football, and I really became a diehard, like 2002, early 2003 And so obviously South Carolina wasn't beating Georgia as much as we liked. And really my first Georgia game that I remember vividly because, you know, I didn't grow up, um, you know, I grew up playing baseball and I played travel ball and stuff like that. So a lot of Saturdays where I think kids were, you know, when people tell me stories of them going with their families, going to tailgates and going to games since they were like six years old. I was playing baseball on the weekends. Like, for example, I remember 2003 being at a travel tournament in Charles, at Mount Pleasant. We were in a travel, ter- travel tournament in Mount Pleasant. And you would hear people talk about the game. And South Carolina lost like 31-7 to in Georgia in 2003. Absolute blowout. Whatever. But 2004 was the first one I remember really, really vividly, like truly being like crazy invested into it, right? And this was the game. You know, we had, ironically enough, I had John Strickland on the show yesterday. And he talked about this game because he was the center in that football game. Um, he was Gamecock's starting center, uh, was a senior that year. And if you guys remember correctly, 2004 was South Carolina had a blackout, and the Gamecocks got up 16 to nothing. And David Green and that crew found a way to come back and beat South Carolina. Gamecocks didn't score a single point in the second half, right? And South Carolina lost the football game to Georgia at williams Bryce 20 to 16. I'll never forget. I'll never forget telling my parents that I think God hates the Gamecocks. <laughs> I literally told my parents, I think God hates the Gamecocks, and that may or may not be the first time I'd ever cried watching a football game. I, I was literally that upset because I hated Georgia so much, and I knew we had to go to church the next day, and I had to deal with these Georgia fans that, you know, had just been giving me hell for years, and I had to go face that reality, and I did, and It sucked. And I'll tell you, and it sucked. And that's where my hatred from Georgia or for Georgia really came from. Um, I've experienced some great wins in the South Carolina-Georgia rivalry. I was at the game in 2007 in Athens. Nothing better than walking out of a quiet Sanford Stadium. There is nothing better than that. Um, I was at the 2014 South Carolina-Georgia game, which was an absolute blast. And these are the wins. I've been at others as well. Ironically enough and funny enough, guys, I was not at the 2012 game. And actually – There's a funny story behind that, which I'll tell you guys really quickly. So the 2012 game, you know, I'm 21, I'm in college, whatever, don't really have any money. And so me and two buddies are like, you know what? We're going to go to Columbia. We're going to go to college game day. Like we're going to try to put our money together and buy tickets. And I think we put our money together and we had like $180 between the three of us that, that we could spend on tickets. So long story short, we go, we literally slept in my buddy's truck outside of the horseshoe, because, again, none of us went to USC at the time. Um, I was playing baseball at Newberry, and the other guys were wherever they were. So we slept in my buddy's truck by the horseshoe and literally woke up at, like, 5 a.m. Obviously, you know, woke up early as hell, went out to game day, had a blast. What was a phenomenal time. The tailgate was awesome. Well, long story short, once again, my two buddies, they branch off to go find tickets because I, I saw somebody I guess I knew at a tailgate or something or whatever. They come back, and by the way, here's the kicker. So, I'm a Gamecock fan, obviously. One of my buddies is a Gamecock fan. The other guy is a Georgia fan. So, we actually brought a Georgia fan with us, which the guys, I played baseball with both the guys and, and whatever. You know what I mean? We, we looked past it. He was a cool dude, whatever. Those two guys get tickets to the game. And they come back like, yeah, hey, we we found a great deal for two, and we couldn't pass it up. Here's our leftover money so you can get your ticket. And it was like $60, Okay. And if you guys remember, these tickets were going for, like, astronomical prices. I mean, it was, it was the game of the century, it felt like, in 2012, right? What was it? Number, number four versus six or uh, something like that. Four versus five or whatever it was. And so I had $60 to try to find a ticket. Well, obviously, there was no way I was going to find a ticket. So I had to watch the 2012 Georgia-South Carolina game in the fairgrounds. And so all the great memories from the first quarter, Ace's punt return, for example, I heard it and saw the crowd reaction first and then saw it on TV. So obviously, again, getting the win was great. I mean, one of the greatest Gamecock wins of all time. But those two guys got to go in, and I had to stand outside. And it was at that moment, because I started getting season tickets in 2013. It was at that moment in 2012, I said, you know what, I will never let this happen again to me ever. And so I said, screw it, got season tickets. And it never did happen again. Again, I was able to go to the 2014 game. And um, obviously last year, you know, I didn't get to go to the game last year. But watching that game um, at group therapy in five points, surrounded by my brother was there, a bunch of our friends were there. What a time it was. I, that, that, that's something that I'll never forget. And I know obviously all of you listening in, that, that, that is a game last year that, uh, you know, will not escape our memories anytime soon. But let's talk about this year's game because obviously the Gamecocks are trying to do, again, something very similar to what they did last year, and that is pull off a big-time upset. You know, The last I checked, South Carolina is still a 20-and-a-half-point underdog. Let me check right now and see. I'm very curious to see, has this line moved at all? Um, And it looks like it has moved a little. Georgia's a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. So really that line is bouncing around between – 21, the 21 and a half or 20 and a half, whatever, basically three touchdowns. South a three touchdown underdog in this game on their home field. We talked about yesterday, all of the storylines, everything's swirling. You know, you're still in a bit of a state of turmoil. You know, you come into this game two and six on the season. You have no head coach. You don't know who's starting a quarterback, even though I think we all assume it's going to be Luke Doty. Um, you know, you still come in without your top guys, some of your top guys on defense, although your defense did show a lot of heart and a lot of fight last week. What can South Carolina realistically do in a game like this? That is my question. Um, Obviously, Georgia ninth in the latest college football playoff rankings. And I talked about this before the season that, you know, I I thought Georgia, to be totally honest with you guys, was going to come in looking for revenge. Um, looking for revenge, you know, because of last year and this game being late in the season. And Georgia is fighting for things much bigger than just trying to spoil someone's season like South Carolina's doing. You know, Georgia's still fighting for the SEC East title and maybe trying to sneak in the playoff and what have you. So this game, you know, this South Carolina-Georgia game, it has an interesting way of reminding us how great football is. And just how great college sports is in general. Because, you know, we talk about rivalry games a lot. You know what I mean? We, we talk about rivalry games. And, again, I, I don't know. There's some Georgia fans that I think would play this off. And I know the overall record is not good at all in, in South Carolina's favor. But I think most reason, reasonable Georgia fans would say, yes, this is, this is a sort of rivalry, if you will. Maybe not as big as the way South Carolina looks at it for Georgia because Georgia has a ton of rivals. You know, you got on the list, Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, they got a ton of rivals, but this is a rivalry game, no doubt. And again, it's a game like this that I think reminds us how great the sport of college football is because in a game like this, you truly do throw all the records out the window. You truly do forget about stats, forget about records, forget about what the team has done that season. When these two teams get on the field, guys, weird things just seem to happen. I I don't know what it is. I mean, again, South Carolina was a 24-and-a-half-point underdog last year in Athens and won the game straight up. Now, granted, did it take some special circumstances? Of course. I mean, how often are you going to have a guy have a pick six and then you know have three interceptions in a game? And, um, (laughs) you know, just everything seemed to break your way, right? How often is that going to happen? But either way, it did. This sport is funny. You know what I mean? Rivalry games, I think, show how great the sport of college football is. Um, but you take a look at this one. And listen, we, we all know the, the task that's at hand. I mean, we, we all know what Georgia brings to the table. Obviously, they have been very much Jekyll and Hyde this year, especially at the quarterback position. JT Daniels making his debut last week for Georgia, really truly his debut. And boy, it did not disappoint. Um, JT Daniels throwing for 400 yards in that football game. Um, averaged over 10 yards, 10.6 yards per attempt. Right now, South Carolina is allowing nine yards per attempt and giving up 278 passing yards a game. So just to put in perspective how crazy that stat is, by the way, guys. By the way, JT Daniels went 28 of 38 for 401 and four touchdown passes. Daniels averaged 10.6 yards per attempt last week. Um, the offense failed to hit 10 yards per try all year and went 17 straight games as a program without getting there. I mean, that is that is a wild statistic when you think of Georgia, the quality of players they have. you know, they, And they've had good quarterbacks. I don't think Aaron Murray was a bad quarterback by any stretch, but they've never been able to do that. So has Georgia figured out the passing game? Obviously, could not run the ball very well against Mississippi State last week. But again, this is a team, I think a Georgia team that, like I said, unfortunately, coming in this game, I think they are looking for revenge, and I think with the insertion of JT Daniels, maybe they figured something out offensively. You take a look at the South Carolina side of things, though, and again, the top storyline and the thing that I'm keeping my on eye on most, and I think most people want to see is Luke Doty. Because listen, I, I'm a lot of you have come out, a lot of you DM me and asked me, "Hey, is Luke Doty starting? Is Luke Doty starting?" Because I'm just making the assumption that he is. I I, I just I fully believe and assume he's going to start because I truly feel like if Mike Bobo was going to roll Colin Hill back out there, he would have said it Tuesday. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you say we know who our starter is, but we're not going to announce it if it's not Doty. I just. I don't know. I don't believe that. And I also will tell you guys from people I've talked to that are in the building that it sounds like Doty has taken a lot of the ones this week. Um, it sounds like he has been the one taking the one. So, from what my sources tell me, what I believe, I think Luke Doty is going to get the start. And something like that is maybe what could keep South Carolina in this football game. Because, again, you're going to have to, like we said last week, you're just going to have to empty the playbook. You're going to have to play balls to the wall, go all out. Let Doty loose. Again, that was one of my keys to the game, right? Let him loose. Take the reins off. Hey, young buck, here's your opportunity to shine. You know, obviously, we know in this game for South Carolina, it's going to be much easier said than done. You got to get Kevin Harris going in this one, though. Obviously, did not have a really good game last week. And you got to try to shorten this game and limit the amount of possessions Georgia gets in this one. Um, you know, guys, again, I, I could continue to break down X's and O's. And, you know, we all know the challenge South is going to have defensively. It's not just the passing game. It is the running game. Zamir White, one of the better backs in the SEC, a really, really talented player. And you guys know Georgia never, you know, they're, they're never average at that running back position, man. They produce running backs like it's nobody's business. But bottom line is this, again, we could continue to talk X's and O's and, and, and kind of break this one down, but really at the end of the day, for me, it comes down to who's going to be that person that comes up, that, that 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 rises up and makes those big plays for South Carolina. Um, because listen, I, you know, you don't normally list, you have to win the turnover battle to win the game, because that's an obvious, right? I know I listed that, I think in week one, and I got some help for it, whatever, but you know, it's, it's an obvious, right? You have to be able to win the turnover battle. And there are certain things, again, that I've said all season I think South Carolina would have to do to win a game like this. That's winning the turnover battle, rushing for over 100 yards, you know, getting after the quarterback, all that good stuff. But especially in a game like this, you know, what's the recipe, right? What's the recipe to a big-time home upset where you're a three-touchdown underdog? And I think it's got to be something kind of similar to what you saw last year. In the sense, number one, you've got to hope Georgia's not on their A game because, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if Georgia plays their A game, it don't matter if you play your A game. You're not going to win because you're outmanned. You're flat-out outmanned by the Georgia Bulldogs, bottom line. So you got to hope Georgia doesn't play their A game. Second thing, like I just said, you've got to have somebody step up and make big plays. I don't care if it's one person. I don't care if it's a group of people. You know, last year, it was 2-4. stepped up, made big plays for you. Three interceptions in the game, one of them a pick six. Completely changed the layout of that game. Basically won you the game from that just single performance. You got to have somebody step up and make those big plays. And the third and final thing, man, you just got to hope the ball bounces your way. I mean, again, on paper, there's no reason you should win this football game. On paper, there's probably no reason you should keep this game close. I'll be totally honest with you. So you got to hope the ball bounces your way somewhat. And again, you get them at home at night. South Carolina has found a way to make things interesting against the dogs in Williams-Brice Stadium. But realistically, when I look at this one, you know, again, we all know the challenge that South Carolina is facing right now. And again, it is tumultuous times. You know, you don't have a head coach. You're losing recruits left and right. Again, that's that's something that's going to come with it. Whatever, but you know you're two and six on the year. You are banged up as all get out. I mean, you, we just keep hearing guy after guy after guy, and you're like, man, how is South Carolina going to field a team at this point? That's what it feels like. So you're banged up. You're 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 out man in a lot of different positions. And you're rolling a true freshman quarterback out there. And you don't have some of your top guys on the defensive side. Listen, you got away with it against Mizzou. And I, and I commend, and I expect, honestly, I expect the South Carolina defense to come out there and, again, fight for this team. I, I really think what we saw from South Carolina last week was encouraging because the guys came out and fought. They fought for four quarters. That defense especially fought for four quarters. And I thought T-Rob called an excellent game. So, you know, I think you sort of have to sell out defensively in this game. Try to make things happen. Try to force mistakes. You know, if they beat you, fine. But don't let them beat you like LSU beat you, where you just sit back and you try to keep everything underneath and you try to not give up the big play. Well, would you rather slowly bleed to death or just take one shot at the head and get it over with? I mean, just just take chances. Take risks. Roll the dice. Why not? And then offensively, getting creative with Luke Doty, spread the field out. I mean, you, listen, you've got to run the ball with Kevin Harris, but I think you've got to get things moving with Luke Doty. Again, you got no Shy Smith most likely this week. I would say probably I'm 99% sure he's not going to play. So who do you go to on the outside? Is it Jalen Brooks? Is it Josh Van? Dak Joyner? Is it one of these young freshmen, Caldwell or Powers? Is it, is it Nick Muse? Is it Jaheem Bell? Who is it? I mean, really, I think offensively, you've got to find a way to get creative and get Georgia on their heels. Because again, we're talking about a South of offense that scored 10 points against Mizzou and three against Texas A&M. And I know, I know Mike Bobo's done a fine job this year, no question. He has, certainly. He has squeezed blood out of a rock, in my opinion. And hey, maybe this is the game, and you need him to. Maybe this is the game Kevin Harris hits a 1,000, only 125 yards away. This might be it. But at the end of the day, you know, and again, it's a rivalry game. It is. And to hell with Georgia, one of my favorite weeks of the year again, like I said, and it would, nothing would tickle me more than to ruin Georgia's playoff hopes, like to put the final nail in the coffin of Georgia's playoff hopes. Nothing would make my season more. Nothing would. Uh, 2020, you've been hell to us. Just give us this win over Georgia. We won't ask for anything else. We won't ask for anything else. Just give us this win over Georgia. But at the end of the day, I, I just i don't know how South Carolina is going to realistically line up and go toe-to-toe with the dogs for four quarters. I, I just don't. You know, as much as I want to believe and, again, throw all the records out the window. And I think early on it could be a close game, a hard-fought game, a battle, if you will, because, again, there is so much familiarity between these two squads. The rosters, the coaching staff, my God, Mike Bobo being a, a former UGA – or a, being a UGA alum and Kirby Smart on the other side. And, you know, <clears throat> that's a really interesting storyline in the game. But realistically, guys, South Carolina at this point is simply just so outmanned. Um I talked about the recipe to pulling off a big-time upset. Starting a freshman quarterback and having your top defensive guys opt out and having your top weapon on the outside offensively out, that's not quite in the recipe. That's not quite in the cooking directions, if that makes sense, so – I think this will be a struggle for South Ghana. Unfortunately, you know, I, I think Georgia tipped the cat to them. They're one of the best teams in the entire country. And I said it before the season, I'm going to stick to it in my prediction here. I, I do think Georgia, you know, I thought, I think last year, a noon kick in Athens, middle of the season, I feel like you kind of caught them slipping. You kind of caught them sleepwalking a bit, if you will. I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow night. I I think Georgia comes in fired up, motivated, revenge on their mind. And I think South Carolina, you know, this team showed last week, they are going to fight. They are going to battle for you. You know, I I said it on my show, I said it, you know, uh, earlier this week. The culture inside that building is better than I gave it credit for. And I commend those guys right now that are rocking the Garnet and Black that are going out there and just fighting their asses off. Seriously, South Carolina fans truly do appreciate you guys. But South Carolina is just outman in this football game. Again, Georgia will come in looking for revenge and get it. And I think the, you know, can South Carolina make Georgia one-dimensional? Can that Gamecocks defense, can they do that? Because again, we know Georgia likes to run the football and Zamir White is a really quality back. But now they have JT Daniels. And, you know, now you got that going for you. And again, as much stuff, I'll say, has been going on with J.C. Horn and Ishmael Kwamu, and some people tuning in might feel one way or the other about them. Not having them in the lineup, can the Gamecocks' young secondary hold up against a passing attack that literally threw for 400 yards last week and four touchdowns? you got to take one of those two. You've got to at least limit one of the two options for Georgia between the run and the pass, because if you don't, it's going to be a very, very long night. Again, I just think South Carolina right now – is outmanned. I think the Gamecocks will fight early, but Georgia pulls away. Again, I think they've just got too much firepower. They have one of the best defenses in the entire country, in my opinion. And I think offensively, they're starting to get things figured out with JT Daniels. And of course, the running game is something that, with Georgia, is a given. You know they're going to have it. And running game and strong defense travels in the SEC. Unfortunately, I've got the dogs big in this one. Georgia 34, South Carolina Thirteen Again, I I think South Carolina's guys are going to fight, scratch, and claw for you, and I think they'll battle, but the Gamecocks are simply just outman this one, guys, and and I've seen some of you guys' comments. I I don't think anybody is expecting anything crazy or expecting a miracle tomorrow night, and hey, there's a reason why they play the games, but I will tell you guys this. Going into the game last year, I felt strangely optimistic, and I don't really know why. I I felt strangely optimistic, though. I think maybe with it just being a noon game, and it felt like the stars kind of aligned, and and not even in the the sense that I was expecting South Carolina to win the football game, but just I was like, I looked at that spread, and I was like, 24 and a half. I was like, man, there's just no way, right? I mean, there's just no way. I I don't think South Carolina's that much worse than Georgia. And so I had this strange sense of optimism going into that football game. Unfortunately, I don't have that sense of optimism this year. (laughs) I wish I did. I truly wish I did but I just don't. So hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully South Gunning can come out, man, again, it would just absolutely make the 2020 season. I know for us all, if the Gamecocks could find a way, um, to pull out a big upset win over Georgia beginning, I've got the dogs getting their revenge tomorrow night at Williams, Bryce, Georgia 34, South Carolina 13 guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you all again. I hope y'all had a fantastic Thanksgiving and, uh, Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas time, I guess, in the city, right? Very, very good stuff. Again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in, showing the love, showing the support, guys. It it, it truly means the world to me. Uh, A couple quick updates and just reminders. Watch party tomorrow night at Overtime Bar and Grill. If you are in the city and you do not have tickets and you need a spot to watch the game, Overtime Bar and Grill is the spot to go to. They have great service, great food, great drinks. The venue is amazing, guys. I will actually be in the stadium once again. So if you're wondering where I'll be and if you're going to be at the game, surprise, I'm going to be in the stadium once again. Really, really looking forward to it. Excited to be taking in South Carolina's last home game of the season. Um, One other thing, one other thing. Oh, no Daily Crow today, by the way. And I think you guys already know that, but there will be a live pregame show on saturday probably gonna do that eleven thirty to noon um, i'm actually doing another spot with a podcast earlier that morning from like 10 30 to 11 so it kind of lines up well with me and also we've got gamecocks basketball at four o'clock against liberty so couldn't really do it you know for, like i did last week from 6 to 6 30 before the football game so you guys will obviously see that schedule but i just want to let you guys know uh, eleven thirty to noon on saturday We will do the pregame show, taking all your questions, comments, as we go into this game against the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, guys, again, thank you so much for the love, support, for tuning in always, day after day, week after week. You guys truly do make this um, a joy, man. Like, I I can't express the words, and I I can't express my gratitude for – um, you guys tuning in and showing love and supporting the show. And obviously things are swirling right now with the coaching search and we're trying to close out the season and basketball's going and it, it's crazy. It's madness at some, t- at some points it's chaos, but, uh, man, you guys make it a lot of fun. And I truly, truly do appreciate it. All right. Like I said, guys, stick around a little bit of a change up here on a Friday, have a fantastic conversation. Ethan Kelly, you might recognize Ethan's name because he has written pieces for me in the past for the Spurs Up show, focusing a lot more on campus life and things going on with the University of South Carolina versus just the sports side of things. We have got a brand-new content initiative coming out, uh, probably within the next month, but definitely going into 2021. Going to be basically a separate entity powered by the Spurs Up show, and Ethan is going to be the guy doing it, guys. It- it's awesome. And again, for you guys to be able to hear – the business side of things a little bit as well, I think will be really, really cool, guys. So enjoy that conversation, guys. Again, thank you so much for the love, support, guys. Go Cox to hell with Georgia and enjoy this conversation with Ethan Kelly. All right, switching things up here on a Friday, guys. Obviously, We're talking football this week, Georgia week. I've given my prediction for the game, but switching things up, as you guys know, obviously, we bring guests on the show, whether it be former South Carolina athletes, personalities, whatever. We brought one of our own on the show today, which I'm very, very excited. Normally, obviously, we're rolling out content and kind of keeping you guys in the loop as far as what's to come, what new pieces of content or what new entities, whatever we might be rolling out. But I wanted to bring him in in person himself. I'm really excited. Again, this is different. We don't normally get to talk about the business side of things, of the Spurs Up show and kind of what we're working on, but wanted to give you guys a little teaser. What's to come? We've been working on this for the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, really. I would say, been brainstorming this and something that's going to go into 2021 when we're really going to have a firm launch date. But first things first, I'll announce him and we'll dive into it. Ethan Kelly, man. Ethan, what's up, brother? Glad to have man? you in the stew, man. Student at How'd USC um like i said this is obviously different because you're not a south carolina athlete you are a student in south carolina but i'm glad to have you man like i said to have one of our own in here uh, just just kind of give people first things first a little bit of your background where you're from what year you are at south carolina what you're studying just all the good stuff to know about uh, about ethan kelly
2: yeah so i'm uh, a pre-business right now in south carolina i'm a sophomore i'm from uh, right outside of boston and over quarantine like march april a few months back when i think every south carolina student can um, empathize with me there was very very little to do when it came to school work or actually any thing to do outside of school mm-hmm. so I just started writing articles about Columbia or South Carolina and I love doing it love making content mm-hmm. so we got in touch a few a uh, mm-hmm. few months after that and here we are I've read a few yeah and you, you
1: probably saw his his stuff uh, was definitely talking about the things going on again more so like on campus campus life like the culture of USC I would say and you know, really the pulse of the USC students and the USC family and kind of what's going on on campus versus the stuff that obviously I always talk about, which is the sports side, which everybody loves. But there's a lot of value, obviously, knowing and like you said, relating to students, relating to the people that are on campus, know what's going on. Obviously, it, it was very fun times over the quarantine in regards to some of the stuff that we uh that we covered, but it was important. I think it was important. Yep. We shine light on it, you know, especially cause again, things that made people a little bit uncomfortable with like the writing or the, whatever, whatever was going on, because this has been a crazy freaking year, but, and obviously you, you've done a fantastic job in covering that. And yeah, just to give people a little insight, you've probably seen his work before is the point I'm trying to make. So
2: Yeah. So it's um being a Carolina student. I think everyone, um other students might agree with me where there's not really a platform yet for like the students themselves. Like, Bar School Gamecocks is great for watching fun videos or the Daily Gamecock does some good work or some good journalism work, but there's not really a platform for the day-to-day life for students, and that's kind of what I was trying to aim for. So I'm yeah. looking to expand it. And I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to beat around the bush anymore. So what we're going to basically be doing is starting, I would say, a brand new entity, if you will, powered by the Spurs Up show, but Cox and Cola are going to be Basically, think of the Spurs Up show, but this brand. So podcast, I would say articles, video, social media, website, merchandise, probably. I mean, it it will grow and it will evolve as we go. But like I said, this is the fun part is we don't normally get to talk about business on this show and kind of dive deep into the weeds, if you will. But that's why we have Ethan here. So Cox and Cola is what it's going to be called. I I would ask you, Ethan, again, it's very early on. Obviously, you and I are still bouncing ideas off each other what the show is specifically going to be about but i know this is something you've thought about you're going to have a co-host you've already got ideas just give people kind of in because i mean again if you guys didn't know i'm letting ethan sort of just run wild with this um take full creative control and again i'm obviously going to be there along the way but i think this is going to be really cool And again that's why i have ethan here in person so you guys can kind of meet him and get familiar but just tell people in your mind and i know again we we share these ideas like what what uh the show specifically like what do you think It's going to be about basically. So you you kind of hit hit the
2: nail on the head where we're just looking for content, whether that's podcasts, videos, articles, anything that's going on, because every week, every day, I'm in a group me, I'm in a Snapchat group message, I'm in walking around campus and people are just have so many Carolina students have these opinions, and there's not really a platform. So I'm looking to make some kind of interactive social media page website, um, something everyone kind of get interested in interested in so looking forward to it
1: yeah like, like i said
2: believe it or not there's life
1: outside of sports and okay. i think you no, know, and i think it's important we talk about it. again what's going on around campus like what professor said this or what happened in five points or just anything like i said there's a lot going on um outside the sports realm which again while we're doing this i'm extremely excited to get it going um back to again your daily life i think it's interesting again since we do have you on we'll talk about it um we were talking a little bit off here this is like a really again 2020 has been madness um you're on campus in the spring Everybody gets sent home. I know you wrote a ton of articles about it in regards to the communication between Bob Castle and USC and the students and in-person classes, not in-person classes. You know, I thought for a while, you guys were probably going to come back and get sent home like two weeks later because, you know, we saw so many other schools do that. Just talk about the challenges of this semester, because again, as someone from the outside looking in, I think others I've talked to have echoed this, you know, all oh, you're taking zoom classes. It's so easy. You don't have to be there in person, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But You know, we even saw, like, the Daily Gamecock, the student newspaper, have to take, like, basically a week off because their mental health. They were saying how tough this semester was. And, again, you saw some, of course, you know, social media is just a great place for all positivity. Now, you saw some ignorant comments, people saying this and that. But, again, when you pull back the curtain, I think you'd find, like, it's been a real challenge for you guys this semester.
2: Oh, yeah, I definitely would would agree with that. I think everyone, you said, they think, oh, we're online classes. going to be really easy and that sort of stuff. But the workload hasn't been that much different. But I think the – belief around campus or what a lot of students are going through it's been one of the more stressful ones Mm. where it's you're not really sometimes you'll be stuck in your apartment all day doing nothing you're not really walking around campus seeing people you might have seen last year um and you're not really going to each classroom getting in a schedule there'll be days where it's either 10 a.m or 4 p.m you don't don't really know Mm. um and some of the ways classes work are asynchronous synchronous there's an assignment due on this day and you don't know, but you figured it out along the way. So right. as the semester's gone, gone along, you get kind of used to it. But I think everyone on campus, at least the majority of them are looking towards more looking forward to the day we get back to um, yeah. our in-person classes. Cause this is a, uh, not, not the same bang for your buck. Yeah.
1: Obviously we're talking during Thanksgiving week Is you guys, is this the, when's the semester end? Is it next week
2: About uh, or a few weeks? There's a finals is the second week of December. Um, but they're sending everyone home or online or the very few in-person classes that people have they um, they're cutting those after this week. Okay. That's what it is. So there's yeah. going
1: to be no in-person classes after this week. Is that what it is? No, yeah, but, not?
2: um, for a student like me, I'm business. So okay. though I am in person compared to some other schools, mm-hmm. like some of my friends up North, they, have they're not even on campus, mm. so people think I'm in person, but none of my classes are in person. Mm. It's made more for like the biology students who got to right. be hands on, to the it's nursing labs majors, the like labs. That. Yeah. So a student like me, where I'm taking five courses right now, all of them are online.
1: Yeah, like like we're joking, like you're taking public speaking. Oh online, yeah, online, so, which is like crazy. It's not public at
2: all. So I'm taking a public speaking course, Speech 140. It's a great course. I do like my yeah. professor. Um, I, there's some good content to learn about right. it. But it's kind of like um, ironic where I'm taking a public speaking course where I'm putting out the content or the videos um, in front of no one. It's, I'm not talking in front of a Zoom class. I'm taking it asynchronous. So if you don't, don't know what that means, it means you take it at your leisure during the All week right. and get your assignment in by the end of the week. So it's kind of ironic, but mm. um, I'm sure the school will figure it out over the next few, few weeks or semester or next semester.
1: Yeah. I was going to say that that's going to be like nerve wracking for people. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not as easy for everybody. Like we're just sitting here. T- yeah. Some people are just terrified of the public speaking aspect. Like they have to do so, it and upload it on like YouTube is just crazy to me. So like- if
2: we, we chose classes last week, but if you haven't chose your, chose your classes yet or you still need to, and you're scared of public speaking, take speech 140 next semester. Hmm. So it'll be a good time for you.
1: Yeah, I think what's exciting about this, by the way, just to kind of switch gears a little bit, is like this. What you're hearing is going to be a little more raunchy than this, I would say for sure. So it's not going to be quite as clean as family friendly, probably. as the Spurs of show, which is fine. I mean, I really don't give a damn. But uh, this is kind of a preview. Like what this is what you're going to be stuff you're going to be yeah. talking about. Like like what's going on on campus, which leads me into. I want to hear your perspective on like the nightlife five points again we've seen bars which has been crazy man we've seen bars i know you have i'm sure you've probably been there when this has happened maybe i don't know but bars get in trouble like what how has tlc become like the hottest spot like that it is insane to me every weekend every game day especially week like they are just slammed they obviously got in trouble that one time and had to like i guess lay low for a little bit but it's like it is slammed every weekend talk about that and also just you know i don't know how much you've been um but obviously things are different now in like five points and, and it's been, and I don't want to like get anybody in trouble or anything, but it's funny how things have like kind of loosened up as we've gone. And, you know, bar, listen, bar owners are got to make their money. You know, restaurants have got to make their money. People in the service industry, they got to make their money. I, I totally get it. Cause I've got buddies down there that manage bars and stuff like that. And I've been able to talk with them and they talk about the challenges and, you know, they talked about, listen, if we went another three, six months in a shutdown these, there's some bars down in five points wouldn't make it so i get it but what what's the nightlife been like dude like what is it is it weird to go out is it like does it just say screw it and just go
2: like like what's that been like so in terms of tlc yeah you're exactly right where i've never i never even heard of the place last year <laughs> um but, loose cockaboos <laughs> but they definitely made a name for themselves and that, that one week or uh, that one week or two where they ended up on like um what was the website tmz Oh yeah, had, crazy. I, crazy. Yeah, a, a lot of my um people, my family and friends up north they are sending me pictures of being like, "You weren't there, were you?" <laughs> I was not. Um, you were not. You weren't good. I was not Dang. there. Good boy. Good boy. But, good job. Good job. No, it's definitely different this year where um they've slowly been transitioning to a little more openness right. or a little more um less restrictions, but it's definitely weird being um having restaurants and bars close down at 11. Yeah. Where usually Sucks. I know Sucks. a lot of people that would be going out at 11. Yeah. Um so it's definitely different, but I think uh, a lot of people think, oh, it's just like a bunch of um, college bars, students, or young adults acting crazy. Mm. But they have to realize again; these are actual businesses. They're part yeah. of the community. That's every weekend. There's thousands of dollars going into the Columbia economy, mm. which right now is kind of a necessity. Mm. So I know some people don't like the vi- pictures and the videos. Of- like, there's
1: been video. Like, I was thinking in my head, just Pavlov's that one yeah. night. That, that
2: was so crazy.
1: I do, I do understand the. Some, it's a why, bad
2: look. It's a bad look. It it looks worse than look. it
1: probably actually is.
2: Um, I mean, but again, you it's there's no manual how to do this. No everyone's running like on the top of their head how to run right. this, on do this whole process. So it's it's definitely weird. There's no right solution. Yeah. Because if you say every bar, every restaurant needs to close, then that's gonna have a negative effect on the entire economy and might even mm. end up being worse than what it would have been before. Mm. And then you still it's it's a it's crazy. Yeah. Um but it'll definitely be interesting to see how it re- it changes in the spring semester or even yeah. like next fall. Yeah. But definitely it's um definitely different from years past. Yeah. The Harpoodle and that
1: crew, they they think they want to shut down five points. It's like, I don't think you really want to do that. When you start seeing the house parties that pop up in those, those neighborhoods surrounding five points. I, I, I don't
2: think yeah. they really want that to happen. Well, that's <laughs> a, another idea, which right, wrong or otherwise, if you have to remember, if you shut down a restaurant at 11, mm-hmm do you do you think every person there is gonna be going back home right. and just- being by themselves in their room or wherever right well that's that's not the reality yeah or it's people are gonna to go to a house or they're gonna to go to an apartment mm. right wrong or otherwise that's the fact so you have to legislate or make rules based off that yeah so um the I understand why the city's doing this they're losing some money while doing it mm. but again uh I'm not a legislator i'm not a politician um so it's not my decision i have to make but it's at a weird point now where any decision that goes down is gonna make people pissed off yeah So yeah
1: people are easily pissed off i was gonna say too i'm just thinking like all these videos are like popping in my head i'm thinking
2: of the one that was at the apartment complex of the the game day oh yeah nuts like so what's been kind of interesting what students have done this year is this kind of like apartment hopped yeah, from like week to week.
1: It's it feels like every weekend. Like I said, I've seen the videos from TLC, and I've seen videos of just like these houses, like yeah. with DJs, and like crazy. Um, like I think that
2: was at the Rain Apartments, I think I don't know, yeah. but there's it's crazy. It's it's a I understand why people get upset about it, um, but I also understand the student's perspective where you're here for four years. Mm. But oh yeah, and live it up. I mean, you got to. Yeah, but it's there's no there's no right answer. Yeah. It's, it's
1: weird. Dude, have you have you interacted or like? A lot of people, or any people you've known, got COVID or no? Like, yeah, it was. Like?
2: Um, it's definitely been weird. The first week or two, you saw like our numbers skyrocket. Right. Um, and but the school kind of made some adjustments, that sort of stuff. Um, Stop testing. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Numbers got better. All of numbers a sudden. <laughs> got better. Um,
2: but it's you hear like something about here or there or a lot there's been a lot of like uh proactive students where they're like not really feeling too well right now. Maybe I'm not going to go out. Maybe I'm not going to go to this. That's good to hear. So that's good to hear. It's um, but this week has had the probably had the most testing mm-hmm. you've seen this entire semester or besides the first week or two. But I think when people are going back home, everyone's getting tested. I was, I was going around campus the other day or a few days ago and you saw lines of students just waiting to get tested. So um, it's definitely a, Weird time.
1: Yeah. So I was wondering how they're going to handle that as far as like people going home and coming back. I'm sure that's, that's and especially like coming back in the spring too.
2: Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to work it out in the spring. They came out last week or a few days ago and said that um, they're going to do mandatory testing every week for students. So um, once or maybe a monthly, I forget, but mm. you'll have a time segment to go and you'll have to get tested no matter what, which is, I feel like the school realized that if they just made tests, they bought a lot of tests mm. and just told students, Hey, if you want tests, get a test. Students are not going to do that, or a large majority of them <laughs> no, are not going to do that. I don't think so. <laughs> um So now they're going to make it uh, mandatory for certain segments during the week, which I, looking on the outside, is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I'm glad the school is making some good adjustments. um Again, there's no manual how to handle a pandemic mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, not for being sure. Being school, so. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, for
1: sure. I, I'm here. I'm curious to hear your perspective, Ethan, because, again, you are a student. So, coming from your p- perspective, it may be different, on USC President Bob Castlin. I mean, obviously, again, he's a hot name right now in, you know, the sports side of things yeah. because they're literally looking for a new head football coach. So, a yeah. lot of people are, you know, who's ca- – and, and I've heard that, you know, really he was the main force that pulled the trigger in firing Muschamp. So, whether you – love him for that or hate him for that he is the guy that did i think we all know he's a big sports guy he's a big football guy like he's talked about it a ton but uh i I know again Castlin's obviously a guy that students are very very familiar with and you've written articles about Mm -hmm. and the way they're handling the covid stuff and i'm just curious to hear from the student perspective your thoughts on on bob Castlin as a president i know he's like very interactive with the students and it was kind of ironic what was it last week after they fired muschamp he had like a he had like a meet and greet on what Green Street. And yeah. I was like joking. He's like, I'm going to go shake his hand and tell him thank you for, for pulling the trigger. But no, I mean, just from the student perspective, Bob Castlin, like how he's done, I guess, so far as, as president of USC.
2: So I'm in support of his decision last week to fire my <laughs> Um But like I said earlier, like whatever decision you make as a politician or a whoever or a legislator what for in times like this, people are going to be upset. It could be this side or that side. If you say open everything, people are going to be upset. If you say we're shutting down, we're going to be upset. And I think people always look to a face to assign blame to. So I think a lot of times Bob Castlin or President Castlin gets that right, wrong or otherwise. There are definitely some things um, he's done well in his um, time here. Um, I think he's putting his face out on the campus, which is good. Um, He has some big shoes to fill. The guy before him, the president, he was here before me and I heard nothing but great yeah, things. About everybody, him. everybody loved him. Um, everybody loved him. So it can't be easy feeling in those yeah. shoes and Castlin,
1: the way he was brought in. Wasn't the most, yeah. uh, it wasn't the smoothest transition. We'll yeah. Put it that way. So
2: he, I would agree with that yeah. part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it can't be easy to be a president right now, yeah. especially at a school that's has a passionate following like South Carolina. I do think, some he's gonna make some big decisions that are gonna be pretty interesting how it works out in the next few weeks i think his decision on the head coach is gonna be huge yeah um i'm not sure if it's gonna be tanner or him but if he was one to pull the plug on Mushamp, i have to imagine he's gonna be the one that pulls the plug on the new head coach
1: yeah i think it's gonna be a lot of castling um obviously you know i'm sure you've seen tanner wasn't he he made the uh the last decision with Mustchamp and, uh, it wasn't very popular and it didn't go very well. So I, I think Bob is going to have a lot of say and they've hired a search firm and they're going to have people around them. They've talked to letterman. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of parties that, you know, contribute to that, but I think Bob certainly is going to have a lot of say so in that, uh, the Since we're talking sports, man, let's let's talk about it a little bit again. You know, It's awesome to hear from the student perspective. Um, it's been really interesting this year as far as going to games for you guys. What, you only get one game? Is that right? You only get to pick one? Yes,
2: yeah, so it's kind of interesting where I haven't been to a game yet. I got a ticket to Georgia this week, so I'm looking forward to that. So you um, are going to Georgia? I am nice. going to Georgia. Very good, very good. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, you get one ticket per game or per season. Um, so what happened, like, the first week against Tennessee, it was like a night game um, in Columbus. You, was, I'm sure a
1: lot of people requested for that one.
2: So you would think so? right but what ended up happening sounds like the the perfect like scenario to go to a Gamecock game like early or late summer game but what happened was so few students requested tickets because they didn't want to miss A&M they didn't want to miss Auburn right right. so by the end of it by Friday night they said okay you can see upperclassmen or seniors they can get a ticket now and it won't affect them um later on for getting another ticket um but yeah I this be my only game going to this year so I'm looking forward to that but it's um, yeah, it's, it's kind of too bad. You, go, especially for the seniors, they yeah. when that, they came when the school came down with that rule, they were you know, a lot of seniors that were really pissed.
1: I mean, I bet. And you think of this year too. How many night games? Yeah, we've Yeah, that's the worst. Part. <laughs>
2: like last year, we had all those noon games. Yeah, why not? Where, you know, it's just and, it's rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, and they've been some of the night games have not been the best. But
1: yeah. the South Gunn hasn't won, hasn't won a night game this yeah. year, by the way. Oh, and five in night games.
2: But again, like it's not it, even when you go to the games, it's still awesome venue. It's great experience, but. yeah. You would like to have 70, 80,000 people in there while that's going on. So when they just, you see the post saying, oh, this game is 730, 730, 730,
3: it's like,
1: oh, yeah. Damn. Now you're, you're not in, are not in, are you in Greek life or no? Uh, I am, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, my I was getting to the tailgating side of things. Um, there's been no frat lots. There's been no memorial lot. There's really just been no tailgating at all. I mean, of course, yeah. we've seen again the videos of like people are definitely making the best of it and they're throwing house parties and but I, I know that was man i know that's tough for everybody no memorial no frat lots yeah so you know
2: when i go back home so i'm from up north um, near boston and there's no school like this like there's umass football there's boston college football but even that there's no like culture yeah. around it so whenever i go back up north when i'll go back home in a few weeks want to make at least last year the main question people asked me were like what was the tailgates like what was the <laughs> fraternity lots like and it's it's really hard to explain but yeah, insane um <laughs> if whenever they get, the, get those things back going it's gonna be um it's gonna be a good time people are gonna be so hungry yeah. to get back out of the lots man it's yeah. just gonna be nuts so it's um if you're touring south carolina as a underclass or a high schooler you don't really get the full experience until you yeah. see um <laughs> or go to one of those things. They
1: don't quite show you that on the tour, <laughs> yeah. I, don't think. I don't think. They don't know. They, go do not, they the to, uh...
2: horseshoe. They got Darla Moore. But, yeah. no, they don't have yeah, the... they, don't, they don't go to the frat <laughs> lots.
1: Um, Now, we'll, we'll talk a little on the field, too. I and, mean, again, it's interesting to get your perspective because you literally go to school with these guys. Yeah. Right? You, you see them on campus. But, obviously, the season's gone the way it has. Um, What, you're 2-6 and six right now. You've fired your head coach. Um, I guess my question – my only question you would be, like – or just statement really is like, I know this has had to have been a tough football season for, for students too. Cause I mean, you, you know, you want your team to be good. I mean, students, oh, obviously yeah. you feel such a connection and it's, yeah, you do. Yeah. And it's, it's been a rough year to say the least. So,
2: so it's, it's kind of similar to last year in a way, it's definitely some parts that are different, but like, you have a game like Auburn where you pull out a win you're like, it's going to lead to something kind of like last year with yeah, Georgia. Yeah. And then you lose by like a million to AM, and mm-hmm. and then you put, you put up or your defense can't do anything it's old Miss so it's kind of like last year with Georgia where you beat Georgia and it's like what's this going to lead to you get that excitement um, and then you lose to uh, App State something yeah, like that Just crushing so it. what I can say is the student body is still pretty passionate about mm-hmm. the, um, the team um, so it's, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are looking forward to this week and hoping uh doty gets a start
1: yeah i was just gonna say but as far as the passion i saw like i think barstool gamecocks put up the video of uh there's like a somebody put a picture up of luke doty like in the bathroom or something like that or whatever
2: yeah uh, so like last year on campus when um holinsky was named the starter after the unc game um the feeling on campus was like a feeling of hopefulness and Mm -hmm. like what's it going to lead to kind of like jake Bentley like last year he was a good, he was a good court. He was a fine quarterback, yeah. certain, but you kind of knew what you're going to get. Right. It's kind of like the same thing with Colin Hill this year, where well, was, that's why
1: the backup's most yeah. popular guy on, on the team. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. So it's, it's not like you know the backup quarterback is going to put up four. You don't yards, know. You have no idea. But that's yeah. the best part. You don't know. Yeah. So it could yeah. be this or that. Yeah. So I think this year with like Luke Doty, even next year, where there's kind of the same feeling on campus, um, but maybe a little bit of extra because there's that little like kind of wow factor. And like, he, I, he's dual threat. Yeah, yeah. He can make plays. Yeah. He's, it's a weird part because he's like. No, I'm at a point in my life now where the athletes I'm watching are my age. Right. And I'm like, God, he's, yeah. he's uh he's stepping on the field and he's the best athlete on an SEC field or one right. of them. Um, and so there's always that wow factor where he might break it or might do this or that. And if you give him a little bit of development, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch. Mm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Ethan, this has been fun, man. Yeah. I'm glad we had you again. Cox and Cola, uh, like I said, guys, I wanted to give you guys sort of a, uh, a teaser as to what's to come and i know i referenced we referenced barstool gamecocks and seeing the videos there a little bit you're going to say the video on cox and cola it's going to be very you know similar to an extent maybe not quite as crude but (laughs) no it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really good stuff man i know obviously i'm looking forward to we brainstorming for a while and uh like i said guys just stay tuned Uh, again things could move a little bit quicker a little bit slower than you know how, how things go whatever especially with how crazy this year has been and as we go into 2021, hopefully with some normalcy, but I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be really dope. And obviously again, you bringing the the student perspective and being relatable to students, because again, not everybody's a crazy diehard Gamecock sports fan. Some people want to hear about things going on on campus, things going on in five points, things going on at the lots, things going on wherever um, and hear it from you guys' perspective, man. So I, I appreciate you. Honestly, the work you've done has been great. And I appreciate you guys tuning in and just know we are really, really excited, man. The business is growing. Things are, uh, flourishing surrounded by good people and that's that's all you can really ask man so ethan i'm I'm looking forward to it cox and cola again we'll be sharing everything all the social media i'm going to plug the absolute hell out of it but you guys just just plant that seed in your brain ethan kelly what's your co-host name going to be
3: what's your co-host what's your co-host name david David. great kid
1: all right we'll we'll obviously get to that point we're going to roll everything out but ethan appreciate it man. pleasure can't wait! Absolutely, it he's should be fun. Yeah, he's Ethan Kelly. I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on episode of the Spurs Up Show.
3: MyPatriotSupply.com